Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back. I'm Veronica. This is the Essential Astrocast, and we have quite a week that we're in store for. So first things first, I want to mention that if you still haven't listened to last week's episode, you're going to want to tune in, even if you fast forward to the last 11 minutes, where I talk about the Pluto return for the USA. This is an incredibly important time in the history of our country. You know that just from watching the news, but a lot of it has to do with this Pluto return that we're living through. It is something that doesn't happen to us as individuals because it takes 200 and almost 50 years for Pluto to go around the chart. So when we look at the evolution of countries and societies, we look at this Pluto return. So I talk about it in last week's episode. Go check it out either now and come back, or you can always listen after this episode. But this week, we have some exciting stuff happening, and I'm really excited for this energy because I feel like we are needing a shift in energy. So this week is kind of like when you tuned into season three of The Crown and all of the actors were different. So if you are a fan of The Crown, which I am, which is an amazing show on Netflix, you definitely should watch it. It's really hard to get through season one. And then once you get into it, you become obsessed. It's like something shifts in your mind and then it's the best show ever after it takes so long to get into. But anyway, I digress. So in season three of The Crown, all the actors change because the man who directs the show or created the show, he didn't want to use prosthetics to make young actors look old. So he basically wiped everybody out and put in older seasoned actors to play the older versions of the queen and her family. So this is kind of like that. It'll take you a second to get your bearings. But once you get your bearings and you get into the new groove, I think you'll be really happy with the shifts happening this week. This week is kind of like a reality check. This is coming out of a lot of dreamy space and into a space of implementation. And this is exciting because we get to take the dreams, we get to take the vision that we've been casting, and we get to put pen to paper put time on the calendar, plug in the appointments that we need to make, and actually implement, actually move things forward so we can get toward wherever we're going. So this might feel a little bumpy in some ways because it's going to be a shift and it's going to be an emotional shift. On Tuesday, Mercury moves into Leo. So the reason I'm talking about the crown and changing of actors and now you're confused and we're four minutes in, you know, it's because we have several planets changing signs and it can feel a little uneasy when so many planets change signs in one week. 
So on Tuesday, Mercury moves into Leo, and this is going to feel exciting for some of us that Mercury is out of Cancer because the thing about Mercury being in Cancer, we feel a lot. Our uh, mind is being ruled by the moon. The moon changes signs every two to two and a half days. So our mind is just shifting so often. Now when Mercury goes into Leo, Mercury will be answering to the sun. The sun is in Leo where he loves to be because the sun is at home in Leo. It's the sign that he rules. So this is good in a lot of ways. It's definitely going to be a more focused energy. It's going to be an equally emotional energy, a different kind of emotion. I always mention that the water signs get a bad rap for being the really sensitive, really emotional people in the zodiac. But of course, fire signs are the most emotional. It's a different kind of emotion. And it's certainly an emotion that comes with some words. So fire signs, emotions tend to be more impulsive. They tend to turn toward anger or rage or excitement or enthusiasm. Everything is over the top. So you might feel emotional this week. It's a different emotional than you felt for the past few weeks. And the way you express that emotion is going to be different because Mercury is our expression. It's how we communicate. So this week, people might be very stubborn. They might be very righteous, self-righteous and righteous about their decisions and putting those decisions on others. They might be incredibly defensive and incredibly sensitive because Leo rules the heart. Mercury and Leo also can give you the silver tongue. So you can be really charismatic and really charming and able to negotiate or haggle and get a deal. You might be the person who gets negotiated with or haggled with. Someone else might be really charming with you and get something from you. So you want to be careful and just notice that. But luckily, we also have Mars moving into Virgo this week. And so Mars will be joining Venus in the sign of Virgo, which makes us discerning and responsible. Hopefully, Mercury in Leo will be a little bit restrained by Mars and Venus hanging out in the sign of Virgo. But there's another shift happening. Jupiter is moving back into Aquarius. So Jupiter was in Aquarius for a few months. Remember, we were talking a lot about Jupiter back in December when Jupiter and Saturn came together for the great conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius. Jupiter stayed in Aquarius for a few months. And then in May, really exciting, we got the first taste of Jupiter in Pisces. And that was when we started to see the masks go away and we started to see people come out and we were really excited. And myself and a lot of other people got married when we were putting off our weddings for months and months and had to keep pushing things back. And we knew when Jupiter and Pisces came, there was going to be a release of a lot of the restriction. Firstly, because of just the vaccine timeline. And secondly, because Jupiter and Pisces is boundless. You know, Pisces rules the ocean. It feels vast. It can't be contained. Water 
is so hard to contain. So I told this story back when Jupiter first moved into Pisces that the handyman in my building, he hates leaks. It's the thing that he hates the most because water is sneaky and you can't really control it. If there's a crevice, it's going to find it. So we knew that when Jupiter went into Pisces, that we were going to be enjoying our freedom, but there was also a likelihood that the pandemic would become a bigger topic once again at some point. And now we're there. Now, Jupiter has been retrograde for a little bit. And now Jupiter on his retrograde path is going back into Aquarius. Now, he only dipped his toes into Pisces. So it's like in the summer in the Northeast, if you go to the beach early in the summer, the water is really cold in the Atlantic. And you go, you dip your feet in, it's cold, and then you walk backwards, you know? So you go into the ocean just a little bit, too cold, and then you run backwards to get out of the water. That's what's happening. Jupiter went, he dipped his toes in Pisces. He said, I like this. I'm going to come back, but it's a little too cold for me just yet. So he's going to move back into Aquarius on Wednesday this week. So I had suspected that when Jupiter goes back to Aquarius, which is where Saturn is, we would see some restrictions come back and we would see masks come back. And that's exactly what's happening. He's not even there yet. And it's already happening now. You want to prepare for the return of restrictions. We already know the CDC said that they're recommending everyone wear masks inside again, and everyone's going to have to wear masks in school, and people are really upset, and there's a lot of anger, and people that are vaccinated are super angry because, you know, those of us who are vaccinated feel like, oh, we don't want to go back to that life, right? And there is a lot of blaming and shaming going on. It is going to get worse this week. I already read two articles, one in the Atlantic and one in the New York Times in the past few days about how vaccinated Americans are so angry. And I understand because I'm one of those people and I share all the sentiments in those articles. But it's not helpful to just be angry because as the article in the New York Times states, we're not changing people's minds by shaming them and forcing people and mandating are possibly going to have a negative impact. They're going to have people dig in their heels more. Now, I'm not an expert in all of these things, and I'm certainly not an expert in how to govern people because I've not elected official, but I will say that while the jury is out on the best way to manage this, the people that are on the ground doing the work are having really heartfelt conversations and heartfelt conversations with people that are misinformed or disinformed is really the best way to change someone's mind. So this week, when you want to pop off, whether it's about this topic or something else, just Take a deep breath and for a moment, remember this podcast and me telling you that the best way to change someone's mind is to have a heartfelt, vulnerable conversation. So I recently was at the farmer's market 
and I met someone there who was doing vaccine education and he was saying it took a month of conversations with this one family to get them vaccinated and he went with them. And I said to him, you're doing the Lord's work. And he said, well, thank you very much, but I'm actually an atheist. And I thought that was extremely funny. We both laughed. But the truth is he is, and he's showing the patience, and he's showing up with a sense of service, and he's showing up with a devotion and a persistence. Those are all the qualities that this week is going to reward. Because on Wednesday... Jupiter at 29 degrees Aquarius is going to oppose Mars at 29 degrees Leo. Whenever a planet is at 29 degrees, you've probably heard me say this before. If you've been here a while, if you're new, welcome. 29 degrees of any sign is when things are the most potent, the most heated, the most passionate, the most symbolic of the stereotypical way that that sign is experienced. So with Mars at 29 degrees Leo, which can be angry, which can be self-righteous, which can be stubborn, and Jupiter at 29 degrees Aquarius, which can be very stubborn and very self-righteous and immovable in its opinions, there could be some arguments. And then right after that, we're going to have Mars move into Virgo on Thursday. And then you're going to look back at that argument and you're going to say to yourself, I could have been more tactful. I could have come from a place of compassion. I could have remembered why I cared so much and taken a better strategy. So before we move on to Mars and Virgo, because I'm super excited about that and we're going to talk a lot about it, I want to back up and just say that this Mars opposite Jupiter is actually pretty important because just like the moon cycle, every month we have a new moon. It's when the moon and the sun come together in a conjunction. Then the moon keeps moving. We have a first quarter, which is a square. Then we have an opposition. The moon is opposite the sun, which is a full moon. Then we have a closing square which is the last quarter. And then we have another new moon, another conjunction. Well, the planets talking to one another, they go through a very similar cycle. So Mars and Jupiter started this conversation that they're currently having on March 20th, 2020. And so if you think about where you were, things were getting real with this whole pandemic thing. And we were all in a state of not knowing what was going to happen. We were hoarding toilet paper and paper towels because only God knows why. And that happened in Capricorn. So that was the opening of this conversation. Then they had three squares because Mars was retrograde in 2020. Pretty much for six months, Mars was in Aries, if you recall, last summer. So Mars squared Jupiter on August 4th, 2020. And that was when Mars was in Aries and Jupiter was still in Capricorn. Aries and Capricorn, their dynamic is always fighting for being the upper hand. They're always arguing about who's going to lead, who's going to be the boss, who's going to make the decisions. They are not good at following. Neither of them are very good at following. 
So they were having an intense argument. Then they had a similar intense argument in October on the 19th. And if you recall, we were leading up to the election at that point and things were very intense. Again, they had another square, but this time they were in Taurus and Aquarius with a different vibe to it. And that was January 23rd, 2021. So that was right after the inauguration of Joe Biden. And we all know what was going on then and what people were talking about and what misinformation was out in the world. And now they're having their opposition. So this is the full moon version or the peak or the apex of this conversation of this energy between Mars and Jupiter. And now this opposition is happening with them both at 29 degrees, which means it's super amped up, super potent. And Mars is in Leo at 29 degrees and Jupiter is in Aquarius at 29 degrees. So this is intense. This is the apex of the energy that began March 20th, 2020. And we all know what we were doing at that time, right? That week between like March 12th and maybe a week later is just really etched in our mind because it was so intense and so traumatic for so many of us. Now, the next square, the closing square is going to be in December of this year. And then they will have a new conjunction in May of next year, 22. That will be after we get through the Pluto return for the U.S. So by May of 22, we're going to be ready to start a new conversation. Hopefully a lot of this intense stuff that we've been working with will be behind us. They will be having a conjunction in Aries, which is where Mars is the ruler. So hopefully it will be a better conversation than the one they started in Capricorn. So that is what we're working with, with this particular opposition. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a deeper layer of what this is so that you can look at those dates in your calendar and see what was going on for you. Because yes, this story has a lot to do with what's going on collectively, but you have your own individual story that has been playing out in that time. And this Wednesday, when Mars opposes Jupiter, you're going to have an illumination, a full moon of sorts around that story. So moving on, the other element of the Mars opposite Jupiter is that it brings confidence and clarity. It might bring rage. It might bring overwhelming emotion and expand that anger that Mars can bring. But it also can make you say, this is it. It's time for me to stand up and do something. Or I'm ready to start that project I keep putting off. Or I'm ready to finally hire someone and not do this all on my own. I am confident that I can keep the income flowing in and make this work. Whatever it is that you need a little oomph to do, this opposition can help you. So that's an exciting thing. Now, clarity is key this week, and it is definitely something that many of us are going to experience because, of course, we have Virgo, and Virgo brings discernment. Virgo brings a desire to know what's really going on. So if you've been 
resisting getting on the scale or resisting looking at your finances or you are behind on answering people in your inbox. Virgo's like, okay, let's just put our head down. Let's do the thing and let's clean it up and get it done. And we're going to feel so good on the other side of this really hard thing. So Mars and Virgo will help you do those things that might feel tedious or that you might normally trudge through. That's exciting. So on Thursday, Mars moves into Virgo. Anything you want to do that is specific, that is detailed, the details are included. Specific action is on the menu when Mars is in Virgo. So personally, I am very behind on my bookkeeping. Thursday, I will be sitting down with my spreadsheet, with my bank account, and doing my bookkeeping. That is a great expression of Mars and Virgo. You're ready to get to work with Mars and Virgo. You might find that you decide that you really want to um, work in your resume, maybe even putting it off. Maybe you decide that, oh my goodness, I'm finally going to KonMari my closet. I've read the book three times. I want to do it. I just haven't had the wherewithal to find that within me to make it happen. And you just have to take the first step. So maybe you decide to KonMari the closet. And if you don't know what that is, I'm a big fan of KonMari because I have a moon in Virgo. And I think Marie Kondo is a Virgo. And basically it is a system for organizing your home. And it's very Virgoan in the sense that not only is it organized, but it's not about buying more stuff. It's about using what you have, appreciating what you have, releasing what is no longer serving you and extending it gratitude for serving you as long as it did. There's a sense of devotion and service within that method, which I love, which really sings to my moon in Virgo and is also going to really appeal to you during this time with Venus and Mars in Virgo. Now, Venus and Mars are our planets of relating. So the way we relate to one another is going to be a little more grounded. You're going to seek out the relationships where you feel supported and nourished and where you feel like there's a sense of loyalty and devotion, because those are all things we want when we're working with Virgo and also Leo. Leo is one of the most loyal signs. So I mentioned that we are between two full moons in Aquarius and Aquarius rules friendships. And a lot of people are telling me that their friend circles, their groups, their communities are shifting right now. This is to be expected. This time of Venus and Mars in Virgo will help you be really discerning about who you want to put your energy into. So keep that in mind. You might rediscover your motivation to do some things, and that's really exciting, and that's really fun. I love Virgo stuff. Not everyone does. The shadow side to Virgo is it can be nitpicky. It can be highly critical. With Mercury and Leo and these relating planets in Virgo, if you have a criticism, you might not be able to hold it in. This is something you really want to be careful of. I recently had someone send me a message criticizing something that I have And I blocked them because I said, I'm not available for someone to just criticize me without asking if I'm interested in hearing their feedback. So with Virgo and Leo energy in the sky right now, 
when you have a criticism, when you have some feedback for someone, even if it's the most constructive, even if you are an expert in the field, please just preface the statement with, are you open to some feedback? And if the person says, no, I really cannot handle that right now, zip it. Use the discernment of Virgo to remember to keep it to yourself. So that's a little PSA on sharing opinions. Okay, on Sunday, we have the sun conjunct Mercury. Mercury is going to be in the heart of the sun. It's what we call Kazemi. It happens fairly often. It's not super rare, but these moments that happen every few months or so, they are opportunities for purifying our mental state, for getting really super duper clear, for dumping out the noise and being intentional about what you put into your mind. So this is a purification of your thoughts and your ideas and a clarification. It's a reset and a refresh. This means that the sun and Mercury are going to be exactly together in the sign of Leo. And you know, Leo rules the heart. So if you've been thinking about things that are not aligning with your heart, then it might be time to let them go. And that's okay. Mercury is going to oppose Saturn on the same day. So this week is really a lead up to Mercury opposing Saturn on Sunday and then the sun opposing Saturn on Monday. So for all intents and purposes, the way you're going to experience this is going to be all together. You're going to experience the whole thing all together. You'll probably start to feel it early in the weekend and you'll feel it early into next week. This is a time to figure out where are you not taking responsibility for yourself and be really honest about it. And it's fortunate that that Sun Mercury Kazemi is happening right before these oppositions so that we can be really clear with ourselves. Where are you not taking responsibility? Where have you been slacking? Where do you need some help with your limits, your boundaries, restraint, structure, support? Maybe you need some help to be your best self in some part of your life, whether that's getting a therapist or getting a personal trainer or talking to a friend or having a friend who's an accountability buddy. If I were having trouble doing my bookkeeping or if I continue to put it off, then I'll let one of my business friends know I need some accountability to do my bookkeeping every week. Can we have a zoom date and just update our books every week for 15 minutes. That's an example of something that you can put into place with this sun, Mercury, opposite Saturn. So being really honest with yourself about where you're letting yourself down, where you're perhaps letting other people down and how you want to rectify the situation. Because the thing about Saturn is he is the high school principal or the college professor, or I have many ways that I like to talk about Saturn, but Saturn will always reward hard work and patience and perseverance. He will always show you where the cracks are, where you're not showing up the way you should be, when you're not doing the right thing, when you are cheating 
or relying on the curve, if you will. So this is a really good opportunity for us to get real about where we need to take responsibility for ourselves and for the people that we care about and for our lives. And remember, my motto is dictate your fate. You dictate your fate. This is a good week to remember that and embrace the challenge that Saturn has for you. Okay. The other thing about the sun mercury conjunction is that they will be making a harmonious trine and sextile to the nodes, which means that they will be creating what we call a mystic rectangle with Saturn. So this is exciting. Mystic rectangles generally give us a sense of clarity, clear mindedness, clear thinking. It's like taking a deep breath and realizing that everything that you are worrying about is actually not real. And then all of a sudden you have this big, vast openness in your consciousness. You feel like you can breathe easier. You feel like you're lighter and you just feel like you can go forward with a sense of clarity, optimism, enthusiasm, all of that. So I'm excited for this weekend. I think it's a big shift in energy that we've all been needing. Whenever the planets make aspects to the nodes, it means that there are choices to be made. So hopefully with this Mr. Rectangle, with the sun conjunct Mercury, purifying the mind, with the shifts with Venus and Mars and Virgo, with Jupiter going back into Aquarius, which is much more intellectual, less in the feeling space than it was in Pisces, with Mercury going from that feeling space of Cancer into the fiery Leo sign, we will have more clarity. We will know what choices need to be made for us to take the next right step. So that's my hope for you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. You know where to find me. I'm hanging out on Instagram almost every day. And you can also text me. So if you send a text to 917-540-3401, you can text I'm in. And you'll be enrolled for my astrology texts that go out two or three times a week whenever there are big shifts. Of course, there's going to be a few this week because we got a lot of planets shifting around. And of course, if you want to get a reading with me, you can come on over to veronicapretty.com slash astrology and book a reading there. Also, I'm watching the Olympics. So much is happening. Of course, I had to read all the articles about Simone Biles pulling out and she wanted to take care of herself and honor her mental health and honor where she was at and also not screw over her teammates because she didn't think that she could perform well or up to snuff. And I think that is so awesome. And I think we should really celebrate her for being honest about what she's going through. And because of that, I am going to do a little Simone Biles natal chart reading on Instagram this week. So make sure you're following me over there at Veronica Peretti. I hope you have a great week. Come text me and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.